Father, we thank you uh, for your word. We thank you that it's forever settled, never changing. Lord, I thank you for uh, each and every person in this house and those watching online and those that will watch later. Lord, I ask you to give them ears to hear what you want to say to them today as individuals and ears to hear what we need to hear as a corporate body, as a family, as a church family. Lord, I thank you for uh, the word today that it's going to produce something in us. Holy Spirit, do what only you can do. Change our hearts. Help us to transform our minds. Help us to see the great potential that you bring into this life for us. And Father, I ask you right now by your power, give me the ability to communicate these stories, scriptures, and illustrations just as you've placed them in my heart today for your people in Jesus' name. If you agree with that, say amen, amen. amen. If you're New or you've missed the last couple of weeks, we are in a series called Help from Heaven. Can you say help? help? Turn to your neighbor and say, you need some help. We're talking about the power of the Holy Spirit for the last three weeks. Turn to your other neighbor and say, hey, he's talking about you too. You need some help. We've been talking about the power of the Holy Spirit and our key scripture has been Zechariah 4.6. It says, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. I love that we're using this because it says not by your abilities or your strength, but by the power of the Holy Spirit. If you haven't caught that over the last three weeks, let me wake you up this morning. You can only do what God's called you to do when you're enabled and empowered by the Holy Spirit. You guys are some awesome people. As I look around, I see some amazing people from 60 nations, four generations. That's amazing. That's, a, that's so awesome. But we're still limited if we rely on our own abilities. And in week one, Pastor talked about the Holy Spirit being our helper. Everybody say, our helper. I like the way that John says this in the Amplified. He says, but the helper, he's our comforter, our advocate, our intercessor, He's our counselor. He's our strengthener. He's our stand beside us. That's who the Holy Spirit is. And he was sent by the Father in the name of Jesus to represent Jesus and act on his behalf. For he will teach us in all things and he will help us remember everything that he's told us to do. Listen, for a young guy from Alabama, I'm going to tell you, I need the Holy Ghost. I need his help to remind me of things that our pastors taught us over the years. I don't know about you, but I, I love listening to pastor preach. I take notes, but sometimes on Monday, I forgot what he said. Yeah. And I get in that road rage, and I want to tell that person next to me, you're number one. <laughs> and then I have the Holy Spirit reminding me, a pastor talking about the fruits of the Spirit in our life. Listen, the Holy Ghost is our helper Monday through Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Listen, we come here to get fed and all week long, he helps bring those things back to our remembrance as the helper that he is. Amen. Week two, Pastor Tom brought an amazing message. And again, if you haven't watched these or listened, you can go back onto our website, our app, and watch everything. But Pastor Tom talked about the voice of the Holy Spirit. Pastor brought the idea of the helper, and Pastor Tom said, he's the voice, he's the, the guide inside. I don't know about you, but when I moved to Boston, and actually, to be honest with you, I still use GPS a ton. I don't care how many times you go to the airport, I still plug it in. Logan International, anybody else? I make sure I get in the right tunnel. 
And that little lady's telling me, you made a mistake. You need to go down and turn around and come back. Listen, the Holy Spirit is our supernatural God-positioning system placed within us. He'll speak to you when you make a wrong turn. He'll tell you, say, hey, man, you missed it again. Do a U-turn. Let's start this thing over. Or he'll tell you, hey, your destination is just ahead of you. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't pull over. Keep on driving. I got something great for you. Man, that's what the champion of the Holy Ghost does inside of us. And then last week, Pastor brought another great word about the importance of us taking ownership and our responsibility. You know, I think for a lot of people, they think, well, God's in control. He can do whatever he wants. I don't like that theology because it takes us out of the equation. We're in a partnership with God. We do the natural. He does the... Oh, y'all been to this church before. Listen, there's a partnership that happens between humanity and God. We do the natural. He does the supernatural. So he's going to bring the supernatural when you make room in your life for him to show up. I love this idea that we talk about in this concept that nobody really talks about, but we do here at IFC. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's never going to force himself on you. He's never going to kick in the door of your life and say, hey, Jack, you better do this. He only shows up when he's invited. And he'll only enter the areas of life where you welcome him and you make room for him. Today, I want to talk about what it means to lead a spirit-filled life. Full to the brim, up to the top. I I want to talk for a few minutes about living beyond your own abilities. I want to talk about going from just ordinary to extraordinary. See, I believe that there's a unique purpose for each and every one of our lives. And the Holy Spirit, He's not only the creator of your life, He's the initiator. I was talking with Pastor Verna on Friday. We were in the office and I was telling her I'm struggling what, what to share. I got this message. I got these stories. And I was telling her about the Holy Ghost. And she said, you know, he's the, he's the extra on our ordinary. I said, oh, that's good. I'm going to steal that. And she said, you can have it. So today's message is called, he's the extra to our ordinary. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need some extra. Because you're just kind of ordinary. Turn to your other neighbor and say, no, 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 I'm extraordinary. And I want to begin in Matthew chapter 3. I love this out of the Message Bible. Matthew 3, 13. It says that John the Baptist was baptizing people, telling them, repent, turn from your sins. He was telling them the Messiah's coming. And then Jesus shows up. He appeared arriving at the Jordan from Galilee. And he wanted John to baptize him. But John objected and said, man, I I need to be baptized by you. And Jesus insisted. He said, do it. Everybody say, do it. it. I like the partnership we got today. You'll have to help me. Do it. God's work. Putting things right after all these centuries. It's coming together right now in this baptism. So John did it. The moment Jesus came up out of the baptismal waters, the skies opened. And he saw God's spirit. It looked like a dove descending and landing on him. And along with the spirit came a voice saying, This is my son, chosen and marked by my love, the delight of my life. 
Up to this point, 30 years, Jesus is just an ordinary man. He's a carpenter, learned the skills of his father, grew up and went to school with everybody else. He was from a small town, fisherman's village. He was what we would call a man's man, but truthfully, he was just an ordinary man until this moment happened where the Holy Spirit came down on him. And when he came up out of the waters, I believe he went from being extra to or, from ordinary to extraordinary. He came up with power that he didn't have before. He came up out of the water with authority and confidence that wasn't seen or heard out of his voice before. In fact, we find this story continuing in the book of Luke. It says, after Jesus went to the desert, he was tempted for 40 days. Then he returned to Galilee, powerful in the spirit. Everybody say powerful. You know, I think this is key in here because it could have just said he returned in the spirit. And we want to think, oh, he just kind of floated around. No, he came back powerful in the spirit and news that he was back spread through the countryside. And he taught in the meeting places to everyone's acclaim and pleasure. He came to Nazareth where he had been raised. As he always did on the Sabbath, he went to the meeting place. And when he stood up to read, he was handed the scrolls of the prophet Isaiah. He unrolled the scroll and he found the place where it was written, God's spirit is on me. He's chosen me to preach the message of the good news to the poor. Send me to announce pardon to the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind. To set the burden and battered free to announce this is God's time to shine. You know, I love this because I think in this moment he was saying, y'all know me as Jesus, but now I'm the Messiah. Something happened between last Sunday Sabbath and today's Sabbath. I got filled and overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit, and now I know my assignment. I believe that there was a little bit more unction on this message than when previously the scrolls had been handed and somebody just got up and read it. I believe he was saying, hey, I've discovered my destiny, my purpose, and it's obvious to me what my calling is. Verse 22. It says all the people there, they were watching and listening. Man, they were surprised at how well he spoke. But they also said, uh, isn't that Joseph's boy? The one we've known since he was just a little guy? He went down to Capernaum after this. By the way, he left there and they tried to kill him. Did you know that? I, I skipped that for you, but I'll tell you. They dragged him out to the city and said, who do you think you are? It says they took him to a cliff to throw him off. I like the message that he just slipped away in the crowd. And then he went down to Capernaum, which is a village in Galilee, and he was teaching the people there on the Sabbath. They were surprised and yet impressed his teaching. It was so forthright, so confident, so authoritative. It wasn't the useful quibbling or quoting that they were used to. You know, I think about the life of Jesus. He needed the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you something. You need the Holy Spirit. I like to say it this way. If it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for us. If he had to go get baptized in the Spirit to do what he was called to do and for people to actually recognize and see and hear that he was going to be a miracle worker that he said he was, how much more do we need the Holy Spirit in our life? power of the Spirit had turned an ordinary man into an extraordinary person. 
I was thinking this weekend about how do I communicate this to you as ordinary people to give you this understanding that God wants you to be extraordinary. And the Lord took me back and began to talk to me about before I was a believer, before I was saved, this is what my life looked like. Beat up, banged up, half empty, half used up. A lot of my stuff was wasted. (laughs) Hidden away. This is what the picture of a lot of our lives would look like if you went back to pre-Christ. Just me. Anybody else grateful that you don't look like this anymore? Because, I mean, I, I, I got to be honest with you. I'm sure that people looked at me as an unbeliever and said, oh, man, he's crusty. <laughs> he's rusty, man. He's, he's, wow, he's been kicked around a good bit. Looks like, looks like he's been hurt. Looks like he's been through some stuff. Anybody been through some stuff? This is what many of us look like before Christ in our life. We didn't stand out. We probably looked like we should be put away. I was digging through the shop yesterday looking for an old can. You know what? This wasn't even on the shelf. It was tucked away back in the corner underneath a bunch of other trash. That's how most of us spent our lives before Christ. Hidden away, reclusive, because of the hurts and the pains, because of the things that had happened to us externally and internally. To be honest with you, most of us, when we were in this condition, we didn't feel like we could be used because we felt like the contents were contaminated based on our choices and decisions and what other people had done to us. I wrote it down like this. For me, I was beat up, used up, dried up, and contaminated. In many ways, my life was mostly empty, and I felt like there was no purpose, so I usually hid in the background and just kind of set myself aside, thinking maybe this is as good as it gets. You ever felt that way? Then there came a day where I realized that I wasn't the only one, because I always felt pressure. Josh, you're the only one that's beat up, and he said, no, 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 Romans says it like this. Everyone has sinned. We've all been there, right? Are y'all with me today? We've all been this can. Everyone falls short of the beauty of God's plan. Isaiah said it this way. We're all infected and impure with sin. But Jesus. But Jesus. You know, the greatness of our God is that he doesn't want us to stay like this. The truth is, is when I accepted Christ and when many of you accepted Christ, the Bible says that we traded our old dirty, rusty can for a brand new, fresh, clean, pure can. I like this one. It says extra white on here. That's not talking about the color of your skin. That's talking about the contents of your heart. It's talking about the contents inside. When Jesus Christ came in my life, he took the old rusty bucket and said, hey, I'll take that from you. You're not going to need that one anymore. You're going to need some more capacity. You're going to need a bigger bucket, Josh. You can take all that crust and rust and put it away because I'm going to give you something so special. Listen to this. My life was like this in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It meant that anyone who belongs to Christ had a new beginning. They became a new person. The old life is gone, and a new life has begun. 
You know, a lot of people teach that God will just fill up your old bucket, and that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says he takes your old bucket and throws it in the sea of forgetfulness, and he gives you a brand new spirit. He takes you and cleans you out and makes you pure and makes you perfect. He sees you perfect so you can see yourself perfect. Listen to this. Not only did he give us a new bucket, he filled it with his presence. Where there was once fear in my old bucket, he now filled my new bucket with unconditional love. Where there was shame, he filled my bucket up to the top of forgiveness. Where there was once anger and bitterness, I was now filled with joy to the top. Where my bucket was dirty, I was now clean inside and out. Isaiah says it this way. He says, no matter how deep the stains of your sins, no matter how deep the stains of your sins, he says, I can take it out and make you as clean and as freshly fall in snow. Even if you're stained as red as crimson, I can make you as white as as wool. See, our lives in Christ are brand new. When we receive him, we become spotless, sinless, fresh, and clean. And I believe for those that don't know Christ, that little illustration that I gave you is the most powerful message they could ever hear. For the unbeliever, the most powerful message is God wants to take your old and make it new. He wants to take you from where you've been, from dark to light. That's the most powerful message for an unbeliever. But he doesn't want us to stay this way. The most powerful message for those that are now in Christ, I believe, is the power in the message of the Holy Spirit. Listen to me. This is not the final product. He cleaned us up. He gave us a new start. But there's more to be had. Tell your neighbor, say, there's more. There's totally more. See, I believe, and I preached this last year, earlier this year, I believe that the Holy Spirit is the secret sauce that makes you so special. Turn to your neighbor and say, you special. Jesus was telling the disciples before he went up to heaven, he was telling the disciples, he said this, he said, listen, you need to wait in the upper room. Now you're clean, now you're fresh, now you're whole, but there's more. He said, you need to wait so you can receive the power. Say power. Power is the ability or efficiency and might. Receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you should be my witnesses. Everybody say, my witness. My witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. See, Jesus was telling the disciples, you're going to need a little extra on your ordinary. He was saying, you're going to need abilities and efficiencies and might that you don't possess in your own power. Wait for the Holy Ghost. Wait for the power. And then, after you've received him, everybody say after, then you'll have the ability, the power, the might to do what? To be a witness. To testify of his goodness. To testify of what he's done in our lives. I was... This last year, me and my wife, we bought a, a new home, a new home to us, actually. And you ever buy a house and you get there and the paint colors are just off? You know what I'm saying? You're like, you love the house, but you're like, oh, my God, the first thing we got to do is we got to paint this purple room. It's nasty. You know, we got to a house and we had a purple room. And I'm thinking, what person in their right mind would paint the room purple? And then we, oh, I don't hear. I'm sorry. Forgive me. So Sorry. 
And then, and then we got to the house, and, and you know what? Our kitchen was lime green. It was lime green. I mean, it was the, the nastiest green. It was like a lime between an avocado, and they had this nasty green. And so we loved the house, but the first thing we talked about was, you know, we got we to gotta paint the house. You know, my wife, she's, she's kind of like, she gets, um, she watches too much HGTV. Let me just say it that way. <laughs> she's been watching, you know, Chip and Joanna Gaines. And she thinks she's Joanna and she thinks I'm Chip. <laughs> and I'm trying to tell her, listen, you may be Joanna, but I, I just take the power tools. I don't know how to do them, but... So she drags me to Home Depot and she's got all these color swatches. And she's like, oh, I think this would be a, a great room, a color for Hunter's room. Our, our little seven-year-old, he loves blue. And she said, oh, I think we should paint Hunter's room, that beautiful blue. And oh, and the guest room, you know, that had that god-awful purple. We should tone that down and bring it down to this greenish yellow. And Emmy, our, our three-year-old, she's obsessed with pink. I mean, see, the hotter pink, the hotter, the better. She loves it. Right now, she's obsessed with these Texas-sized bows that you get from gas stations that are this color. And so she, we could paint Emmy's room that, and we could paint the, you know, the office this color. And so I'm, I'm going along with Joanna to Home Depot, and we go there, and, and I tell the guy, I said, hey, listen, uh, my wife, she's crazy, because she thinks we could paint all this house by ourselves." And he said, oh, it's not a big deal. I said, well, she wants this color, you know, can you... You got this color? He said, oh, yeah, we got that color. We can do that for you. I said, oh, sweet, he's helping me up. And he goes over and he pulls off the shelf. He pulls out this white bucket just like this and sets it down on the counter. I said, oh, hold on, hold on. Uh, uh, we, want the, we want the blue paint. We want the blue paint. This says uh, white paint. And he looked at me like I was stupid. And he's like, sir, hold on a minute. I, I'm a professional. I know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm going to turn that white into blue. I said, say what? He popped the lid off of that and, and he put it in this machine. I call it the Holy Ghost Incubator. <laughs> Y'all been there? You seen this machine? And so he puts the can under this machine and he looks up the code on this and he says, oh, this is a uh, J Blue HC SW1361. I said, I don't, I don't need to know that nonsense. I just need the color. He said, that's not for you, that's for me. And he starts punching on the computer. And about that time, I see a little black ink shoot out of this thing and goes into the can. I said, whoa, whoa, wait, I don't need black. I said, blue, dummy. And he said, sir, sir, step back. I got you. A little bit of yellow dropped in there. And then this tiny little bit of like gray dropped in there and a couple other colors. And I'm thinking, he's lost his mind. My wife's going to freak out. And he puts the lid back on it and he puts it in the Holy Ghost paint rolling machine underneath the counter. You seen that? It's like a little roller coaster for paint cans. It spins that thing all around. And he's got this big smile at me like, I'm going to prove this guy. He's so dumb. <laughs> and he, and he, he pops the top off and he opens it up. He said, it looked like that, don't it? I said, you're a genius. <laughs> you know, this is exactly how the Holy Spirit takes you from being just an ordinary to an extraordinary. Listen, this is what we do when we open up the can that God's given us, this, this fresh brew, a brand new vibrant life with him. He says, hey, don't just stay on the shelf. I want to use you. I want to put something in you that's beyond your ability. I want to put some color in you that when I want to dip in later and paint the strokes of life of the people around you, they're going to know it wasn't you, but it was God in you. 
Listen to this. When we invite the Holy Spirit into our life, He adds the color. He adds the uniqueness that's only you. He adds the brilliance or the pizzazz that enables us as individuals to stand out. What kind of body would we be if we all were just pure white? I'm not talking just about the color of our skin. I love the diversity here. We celebrate it here. We need everybody here. But I'm talking more about your unique individual calling inside. Those giftings that only you have. Those talents that he wanted to put in you before you were born because he had a purpose for you in mind for this day and for this hour. Talking about the gifts of the Spirit. Talking about the fruits of the Spirit. When we open our lives and allow the Holy Spirit to do a work, He puts things in us that to us it may just look like a little drop of this or a little drop of that. But when He mixes it up and stirs it up, He can now use you to paint a portrait of God's goodness to your neighbors, to your co-workers, to those at the gym, to those at the workplace, to the lady at Walmart swiping your groceries. All of a sudden now He can count on you. I think God's got a color wheel upstairs. And it looks something like this. And he says, man, I need somebody in the construction field to minister to these guys. And he says, oh, oh, look at there. There's my friend Eliel. Look at that. I put some special talents in him years ago for this moment. Oh, I'm going to need somebody else. I need somebody else in, in 2022 to, to, to go in and be a light in a dark place. And he says, oh, I'm going to send Miss Brenda. I got her number. I got a special thing. I, I put special gifts in her just for the season of the school that she's at. I think he looks at some businessmen and says, oh, man, I need some guys that have the wisdom that only can come from the Holy Ghost to impact the marketplace. Oh, there's my friend Mike Green right there. Number 374. I can count on Mike. I think he's... Flipping through here and saying there's going to be a group of people in Boston, Massachusetts in 1980 that are going to need a pastor. Oh, I got a guy. Oh, there's Jonathan Del Turco. We, we put this gift and this anointing for him to carry a church for 40 years. Listen, everybody on our worship team, he's put gifts and talents in them all the way to our kids' department. There's been Holy Ghost deposits been placed in each and every one of us to do what? To paint this world. So they see us stand out. Each and every one of us are called to be witnesses to what Jesus has done in our life. I want to say this to you very boldly. Your story is important. Only you have had the experience of what God's done in your life and only you can tell it the way you can tell it because you were there. How do we reach humanity as a mass? Each and every one of us tapping into the God-given things that He put in us. And then sharing it from our perspective. I believe that this message is the greatest message for us as believers. But even strategically right now for the season we find ourselves in as a church. As we enter transition and we follow God's plan on what he wants to do in the season moving forward. It's going to take a group of people coming together and say, hey, it was Holy Ghost from day one. It's going to be Holy Ghost moving on. 
It's going to be people uniting of every gifts and talents of all races and backgrounds coming together and say, hey, let's use your color and let's use your color and let's use your gifts and let's continue the masterpiece that God started when he started painting International Family Church 40 years ago. Holy Spirit is the part of the Godhead that the, he's the one third of the Godhead, but he's the one that unlocks the secret code on your card. Some of us, we're, we're saved. We've given our lives to Jesus. Man, our lives are brand new. We're, we're perfect. We're pure. We're going to heaven. But that's not all he's called us to do, guys. Listen to me. This isn't us getting put on a shelf with 1,400 other buckets and saying, look, we're part of the body of Christ. Well, what are you doing? Well, you're just kind of hanging out. So many people want to go to church and fit in. I'm asking for a group of people to invite the Holy Spirit, not to blend in, but that you would allow him to help you stand out. We don't need a group of people that want to hide in the background and get lost on the shelf because we look like everybody else. We need the uniqueness that you bring to the party. Listen, there's things in you that some of you, you know as I'm talking right now, you're like, oh my gosh, I put those things off, I put them off, I put them off. I'm going to talk next week about the importance of stirring it up. After he puts it in, you got to stir it up and be ready for the master's use. Holy Spirit helps us stand out because he wants us to be poured out. Listen to this. This is a prophecy from Joel chapter 2, hundreds of years before Jesus ever came. And before the disciples received the Holy Spirit, he says, in those times, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all people. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy and your old men will dream dreams. And your young men, they're going to see visions. Even all my servants, both men and women. I will pour out my spirit in those days. Listen, and I will show wonders in the heavens and right here on earth. And everyone as a result of seeing that who calls on the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. Pastor, why are you talking to us about this? Because God's calling a group of people to say, hey, I'm grateful that you received Jesus and, and that's amazing, but that only helps you. I need you to allow the Holy Spirit to come and fill your life because I want to pour you out in your workplace, in your neighborhood, at the mall, when you're getting your hair cut at the oil change place. I want you to be ready and activated by the Holy Spirit. Then in a moment's notice, I can dump you out and cover somebody else's life and them see Jesus for the very first time. How's revival going to come, Pastor? It's going to come when we all recognize that we've been uniquely gifted for a purpose. And it's for those that aren't in here yet. And when we rub shoulders with them and they leave us, it's like, man, they got some pain... Something's on me. We were with pastors last year. Two years ago, we were at a conference. And Pastor Verna went to check in her hotel room. And, and, and then she didn't know it, but they had freshly painted the room. And when she walked in, she had bumped the counter and bumped the thing. And paint got all over her sleeve and all over her purse. It wasn't a good day. Let me just say that. <laughs> it's a great illustration of how our interactions with people should be when they bump into us and rub shoulders with us, that something rubs off of them and they say, whoa, whoa, wait a second, I like that. That looks good on me. I'll take some of that. I believe the greatest revival that the church has ever seen is coming for us. 
because we're that far from Jesus coming back. But we have a part to play in this. He wants to work through men and women and children to pour out a blessing, to pour out the Spirit of God onto those around us. Let me ask you, will you be a part of that picture? With your heads bowed and your eyes closed, I want to just ask you a couple final questions. For many of us here today with your heads bowed and eyes closed, you, you would say, Pastor, I'm, I'm a believer. I, I got a new, I'm a new creation. Yeah, I'm fresh. I, I feel good. But there's something in me that says there's more. That's the Holy Spirit drawing you saying, hey, I got something extra for you. I got something special for you. I want to put some things in you that make you step out, stand out from everybody around you. And because you're willing to do that, I'm going to get the glory. thinking about the group of people that would be here today God's calling all of us businessmen he's calling you say I'm not a pastor I didn't say you had to be a pastor to receive this he wants to do this in the workplace where he gives you Holy Ghost strategic ideas on your finances and the strategies of the things and the accounts that you oversee and all of a sudden people say how'd you know that and you say ah you wouldn't understand this message is for the stay at home mom who is feeling frustrated and saying, I know you called me to do this, but I'm going to punch these little kids. He wants to put something in you that's a special grace for you to raise those young champions in the way of the Lord. There's a grace for moms. It only comes through the power of the Holy Spirit. To all my teachers in the house, all my educators, there's something He wants to put in you that's transferred when you speak to the students that come and sit in your classroom. When they encounter your presence, they encounter His presence. All the way down to the, to the mechanics and the, and the people that work with their hands, the tradesmen. Because I don't work with a lot of people. Listen, it only takes one encounter with somebody in the most obscure place for God to pour you out and make a difference in their life. It's for the social workers and the doctors and the nurses that call IFC home. He wants to use you to not just help people get physically healed, but spiritually healed, spiritually restored, and that takes a special grace. Every one of us needs the Holy Spirit. Maybe you're here today. I pray you're here today and you heard something that challenged you, but let's take a step back. Maybe you say, man, I, I need Jesus first and foremost. I still feel like that old rusty, nasty bucket you were talking about earlier. That's, that's kind of where I'm at. My first invitation would be, hey, you can get rid of that bucket and start over fresh and clean. A brand new, fresh start with Jesus today. It's nothing weird or nothing spooky. It's just saying, hey, I, I need Jesus. I need help. If you're here today and that you say, I need Jesus, would you just raise your hand? I want to pray for you. I want, I want to call you out. Yes, sir, I see you. Yes, ma'am, I see you. Say, pray for me, pastor. I, I need Jesus. I need that fresh start. I see you in the back. I see you. Yes, ma'am. Love this part. Anybody else include me? Pray for me. I need Jesus. I need a fresh start. Yes, I see you. Got you. All the way in the back. Yes, I see you. Thank you. Yes, sir. I see you. Yes. Anybody else say, man, I want to join these. I, I, want, I want that fresh start. I'm tired. I'm feeling crusty, rusty, banged up. I feel useless. I feel purposeless. I need Jesus. Anybody else say, include me, Pastor. One last call. I see you. I see you. Yes, yes, yes. Maybe you're online. Just put a little hand up in the chat. We're going to prayer team's going to pray with you. Second invitation I want to give today is maybe you're all right with God. Maybe things have been made new. 
But what I'm saying to you is drawing you. You're saying there's got to be more. I don't want to live an ordinary life. I, I'm, I'm pumped to go to heaven, but I want to take people with me. I want to, I want to be a change agent on my workplace with my family and my friends. Pastor Josh, I need that power of the Holy Ghost. I need that extra on my ordinary. I see you. Yes, ma'am. Anybody else say, I need all man hands everywhere. Yes, 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 yes. All, all of you guys. Wow. I see you. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. All the way in the back over here. Yes. Anybody else? Yes, ma'am, I see you. Pastor, include me. Oh, man, what a, what a special moment right here. Yes, ma'am, I see you. Yeah, I got you. Here's what I want to do. I want you to open your eyes and look at me. So many people, number one, needing Jesus, and so many people needing the Holy Spirit. So with your eyes open, just looking at me, would you pray this with me? Maybe you didn't raise your hand. You should have. Maybe you prayed it before. Just join us with those. So many people today are saying, I'm hungry for more. Would you pray this with me? Say, Dear Heavenly Father, today, in front of my friends, in front of my family, I choose Jesus. Lord, I believe your son died for me to change my life. That he was raised from the dead so I could go from the old to the brand new. Today, I choose Jesus. Now, Father God, this is for those that want the Holy Spirit. Father God, I thank you for the Holy Spirit. I thank you for the power that's been available to me. Today, I ask you, come fill me up. Come show me your purpose, my purpose, my destiny. Reveal to me the gifts, the talents, the callings, and the graces to do what you've called me to do. Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Would you make some noise for all those that just gave their heart to the Lord?